Brothers and sisters in Christ, we come now to the sacrament of baptism. Um, in a couple of few minutes, I'll be inviting all the kiddos to uh, come forward, including the uh, Nightingale family, bringing Henry and Scarlett. Um, but it's common for us to uh, go through an explanation of what it is that uh, we are doing here. And so let me read to you from Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 and following, uh, where the sacrament of baptism was instituted by the Lord Jesus, and this is what makes a sacrament a sacrament, uh, if it's instituted by the Lord Jesus, uh, something to be observed until he comes again. The Lord Jesus says, uh, all the way at the end of the Gospel of Matthew, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded to you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. The sacrament of uh, baptism is instituted by the Lord Jesus uh, as a covenant sign and seal for his church. Christ uses baptism not only for the solemn admission of the person who is baptized into the visible church, which is a detail that I'm going to come to in a minute, but also to depict and conform, confirm his ingrafting of that person into himself and is including that person in the covenant of grace. The Lord Jesus uses baptism to portray to us that we and our children are born in sin, conceived and born in sin, and we need to be cleansed. Christ uses baptism to witness and seal to us the remission of sins and the bestowal of all the gifts of salvation through union with Christ. Uh, baptism with water signifies and seals cleansing from sin by the blood and spirit of Christ, together with our death unto sin and our resurrection to newness of life by virtue of the death and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. The time of the outward application of the sign doesn't necessarily coincide uh, with the inward work of the spirit which the sign represents and seals to us. Because these gifts of salvation are the gracious provision of the triune God who is pleased to claim us as his very own, we are baptized into the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. One name, three persons. In our baptism, the Lord puts his name on us, claims us as his own, and summons us to assume the obligations of the covenant. What is the chief obligation of the covenant? It's to believe. It's to trust it's to believe. Our God calls us to believe in Jesus, our Savior, as our Savior, to renounce the devil, the world, and the flesh, and to walk humbly with our God in devotion to his commandments. And so to the congregation, I do implore you and exhort you, as solemn vows are about to be made before you and baptism is now going to be administered, you who are baptized will do well to take this occasion to reflect upon your own baptism. Uh, that is to say, Christ has put his name and his claim upon you. Christ calls you to be repentant for your sins against your covenant God, to confess your faith before others, and to live and walk in newness of life to God who has sealed his covenant with you by the blood of his son, the Lord Jesus. And so the question uh, often comes to uh, the Presbyterians, why is it that we baptize children? Well, here's a, a brief explanation for this. Although our young children do not yet understand these things, nevertheless they are to be baptized. For God who commands that all who are under his covenant of grace be given that sign of the covenant. God made the, the promise of the covenant to believers and to their offspring. 
In the Old Testament, God says to Abraham in Genesis 17, verse 7, I will establish my covenant between me and you and your offspring after you throughout your generations for an everlasting covenant, to be God to you and to your offspring after you. For this reason, as we see it played out in the Old Testament, God commanded that covenant infants be given the sign of circumcision. The covenant that was given to Abraham is the same in essence both in the Old and New Testaments. Indeed, the grace of God for the consolation of believers is even more fully manifest in the New Testament. Thus, rather than rescinding the covenant promise to believers and to their offspring in the New Testament, God reaffirmed it to us. God the Father declared through the Apostle Peter in Acts chapter 2, verse 39, that the promise is to you and for your children. God the Father promised in Acts chapter 16 uh, through the mouth of the Apostle Paul, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, you and your household. God affirmed through the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 7 verse 14 that even if one parent is a believer, the children are holy in Christ. Also, on top of that, our Savior admitted little children into his presence, embracing them and blessing them and saying, to such belongs the kingdom of God, Mark chapter 10, verse 14. And so in the New Testament, no less than in the Old Testament, the children of believers have an interest in the covenant and a right to the covenant sign and to the outward privileges of the covenant people, the church. In the New Testament, baptism has replaced circumcision as the covenant sign. And therefore, by the covenant sign of baptism, the children of believers are to be distinguished from the world and solemnly admitted into the visible church. I invite uh, the Nightingales uh, to come up, all the uh, uh, boys and girls who would like to uh, come up and witness this uh, blessed event. Give a minute to come up here. Right up here, kiddos. <laughs> Hi, Alethea. <laughs> well, uh, it's common uh, to go through vows. Uh, vows are uh, an element of, of worship, and this is why we uh, do them in the worship service. Uh, as I read these vows to Seth and Anne, and uh, as they're heard by Henry, uh, Scarlett, although she isn't of the age to understand any, any of this yet. Um, it is a sanctifying thing, brothers and sisters, uh, to think of how these vows play out in your very lives. Uh, I'll explain this uh, in a little bit as to how you uh, have some sort of uh, interplay with how Seth and Anne uh, will take these vows in just a second. So these questions to you, Seth and do you acknowledge that although our children are conceived and born in sin and therefore subject to condemnation, yet they're holy in Christ by virtue of the covenant of grace and as children of the covenant are to be baptized? If so, say we do. We do. Do you promise to teach diligently to Scarlet the principles of our holy Christian faith revealed in the scriptures of the Old and New Testaments and summarized in the confession of faith and catechisms of this church? We do. Do you promise to pray regularly with and for Scarlet and to set an example of piety and godliness before her. We do. 
do you promise to endeavor by all the means that God has appointed to bring Scarlet up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, encouraging her to appropriate for herself the blessings and fulfill the obligations of the covenant? We do. We do. Let's pray. Uh, Father, we thank you, O Lord, for your presence here. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, our one God, that you have uh, sought to bring Seth and Anne to yourself in due time, uh, that you've regenerated their heart, that you've called them uh, to faith and repentance in you. We thank you, O Lord, that the grace that's signified and sealed in uh, this uh, sacrament of baptism would be abundantly realized in due time in Scarlet's life, and we thank you for bringing Scarlet to the Nightingale family. Uh, we pray that as they live out these vows, that you would uh, endow them with mercy and kindness and strength to live them out. And we pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Now, the moment we're waiting for. Okay. All right, how are we going to... Hey, little girl. Can I just... Right on top of there, okay. Scarlet Josephine Nightingale, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Uh, as a charge to the congregation, uh, this is, uh, by the way, the loudest that a baby has been <laughs> in my years of baptizing. Um, so congratulations. <laughs> uh, I'd like to charge the congregation as Scarlet is baptized into Christ and becomes a member of his visible church. Notice what I just said, as she becomes a member of the visible church a non-communicant member, albeit, but an, a member nonetheless. As Scarlet is baptized into Christ and becomes a member of his visible church, the whole congregation is obliged to love her and to receive her as a member of the body of Christ. For we were all baptized into one spirit and one body, and therefore are members of one another. Christ claims this little one as his own and calls you to receive her in love and commitment. Therefore, you ought to commit yourself before God to assist Scarlet and her parents in her Christian nurture, nurture by godly example, by prayer and encouragement in our most precious faith. And to the parents, beloved in Christ, brother, sister in Christ, we give thanks to God for this little child that he's given to you and for your expressed desire for Scarlet to know the Lord and follow him all her days, along with the great blessing of the gift of this child have come now the responsibilities that you have just acknowledged and to which you have solemnly committed yourselves. And I charge you to continue steadfastly in the commitments that you've made today before God and these witnesses, humbly relying upon the grace of God and the diligent use of the means of grace, especially the word of God, sacraments, and prayer. Uh, let's pray. Uh, Father, we give you thanks and praise for uh, us being able to witness the covenant of grace, the sign and the seal of the covenant of grace applied to uh, this little one. We rejoice that uh, you have included uh, this little one, Scarlet, as a member of this very church. We thank you, O oh Father, for Seth and Anne. We thank you, O oh Lord, that uh, you have uh, given them to strength, the strength uh, to say yes to these vows, and we pray that you would be with them as they live out these, these vows. We rejoice 
and uh, in, in, uh, give, give uh, great joy with, uh, with their big brother, uh, Henry, gaining a tiny little sister into our church family. And we ask you, O oh Lord, that you enable this little one to become a covenant keeper, daily dying to sin, walking in the newness of life in Christ. And it's in his name that we pray. Amen. We sing a response hymn, hymn number 414, hymn number 414, Dear Lord.